Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Angel Talk. Well, welcome myself back, first of all. <laughs> it's been a few months. Um, happy Juneteenth. Happy Pride Month, first of all. Um, I'm very happy to be talking to you guys again. I've been going through quite a lot for the past few months, of course, as we all do. Um, it's just been kind of keeping me in a space of self-reflection, a lot of deep thought, assessing the people around me. Um, that's just a lot of the stuff that I've been doing. Uh, deciding whether or not I want old people, you know what I mean, from my past to come into my future with me, vice versa. <clears throat> uh, today, I would like to talk about the fact that our life is based on our own choices. Okay. When I say it like that, I'm sure it sounds, you know what I mean, a little weird. I should probably elaborate. Um, your life and your happiness should not be based on somebody else's uh, thoughts, views, actions. They should be solely based on what you feel and what you would like to manifest for your life and have around. <clears throat> um, I also want to talk today about loving yourself without being selfish. That's, that's important to me. That's something that I've learned. Narcissism, um, addressing narcissism, trying to do it without confrontation. Uh, I know that's hard sometimes, especially when you notice it right away, when you're being talked down to or when somebody's just not treating you equally. Automatically, I used to go to the defensive. I wanted to defend myself, make sure that they weren't stepping on me um, and making me look stupid. I'm really not worried about that that much now. Um, I say that much. There's always that little bit in the back of your head that doesn't like to deal with the confrontation of somebody um, talking to you any way that they'd like to. But sometimes when people choose to act like that towards us, it's a reflection on how they feel. It's a reflection of, sorry, a reflection on how they've acted. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> I keep messing up. A reflection on how people have acted towards them in the past, the way that they were raised. Um, sometimes people use the way that they talk to us, like in a patronizing way, they'll use it because they think that that's how you talk to people. It's not. <clears throat> so just because doesn't mean we can't put some type of bug in their ear and help them understand where they're wrong instead of just arguing with them. Because really, when you start arguing, obviously, the other end is probably not going to want to hear it. And you're just going to get blurred out by the fact that you're upset. So a few things I wanted to talk about. And those are those are it. <laughs> um, first of all, since it's Pride Month, I do celebrate pride. It's there's nothing wrong with it. If you celebrate pride, please be proud. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you've come from. Be proud of your road of discovery. 
be proud of yourself for having that amount of self-acceptance. Okay, you're loved, you're important, you're beautiful. People around you want you around, they need you around for their sake of mind because you matter. So let's start out by saying that you matter. Happy Pride Month. If you don't support Pride, I don't want to be that big of a dick, but I mean, you really have no place on my podcast talking about, you know what I mean? Almost anything. Let's just say that I, I honestly, I'm balls to the walls about this. I really, the amount of hate that people have to endure to be able to clearly see themselves for who they are and love themselves for it is a lot. If you have any hate towards anybody, you have no place on my podcast no reason to be listening. And I wouldn't sit there and argue with you and confront you about it. I just wouldn't. It wouldn't be the right thing to do on my end. But I support what I support. It is what it is. People should love people. Period. In terms of Juneteenth, I know it's been a couple of days. Also, in terms of hate, if you hate, get out. (laughs) Period. Period. So, first part of this, your life, your choice. Okay? I personally grew up in a household where... um, There was a lot of generational curses, which we've talked about generational curses, but um, when I say generational curses, I mean the, the fact that everyone was so out of control in their own lives, in the generations before me, that all they wanted to do was control me as a child, as a teenager, even going towards being an adult. Okay. Um, I've dealt with, I've dealt with it in terms of the way I dress, the way I smile, the way I walk, talk, eat, the way I act out in public, everything. (laughs) It's almost hurtful to look back and realize that the adults that raised you almost did the most damage in terms of the way that you turn out as an adult. But as an adult, I started to realize that it was my choices and that it was my choosing of whether or not I was going to go forward with my life and change it and make it what I needed it to be 
or if I was going to continue to live by standards that I was raised with and be miserable. I obviously chose the first one. Um, once I kind of turned 16, 17, 18, it started to become more clear to me that the way that I was being treated was in a sense of needed, needing to be controlled and whoever was raising me to need to have that control over me because they were insecure. They felt as if their parents had all the control and then their parents felt like they had all the control and then their parents felt like they had all the control for a while. I did not get along with my family. There were times where <clears throat> I would be over at my family's house and everybody would be there. I was saying the things that people would not say. I was out of line. I was wrong because my thinking was different and I was expressing the truth for exactly what it is without sugarcoating it. And I seen it for what it was because my family was ignorant and didn't see the same things at the time. They were not able to accept me. That came with a lot of fighting with everybody, ignoring them, them ignoring me. Every time I came over, I was the target. If there was multiple of my family there, because I was different, because I wasn't going to hold back on anything to say. I became the bitch of the family. Everybody talked behind my back. Maybe they still do. Maybe they still do. But they started to see me as this, like, as this enemy, as this bitch enemy that just wanted to come in and, you know what I mean, do what I want, not listen, and everything else but really I was standing in my own truth I was standing in my own freedom right now thinking back those four years of when all this ended I I just can't explain the amount of liberation I feel I walk around knowing I'm my own person and it honestly my grandma used to say this to me growing up. It gets harder before it gets easier. That meaning, no matter what we want in life, more than likely, if it stands against everybody's point of view, we're going to have to fight for it. And we're going to have to fight for it hard. Harder than we want to. Harder than we thought that we ever would have to just to be happy. But that's what that's what you need to do. You need to fight. I know it seems like, oh, you know what I mean? I, w I was talking about avoiding confrontation, but I don't mean being violent. I don't mean being belligerent and rude. I mean fighting for your own life. Fighting for your independence. Fighting for your own voice, your own truth. Fighting for it because you know that you know you're right. There's something in you. There's something in you that knows they need to be free. 
that knows that they need to feel better to release these generational curses and break the chain. You know it inside. I personally am happy that I do not have children at, at this moment. And here's why. Not because children are not a blessing. I would love to one day. And unfortunately, I do struggle with infertility. But I see it in terms of my life's path. I'm thankful and grateful that I've had this time to sit here and reflect and grow and mature as a person before I raised a person of my own. Someone who is unhealed can pass on the most toxic traits and behaviors to their children without even noticing it. And then one day when they realize how they were raising them, they have that moment of reflection like, wow, look at what I've created. And I'm not saying that early mothers and mothers that weren't exactly mentally prepared and weren't exactly in a place to have children shouldn't have had children. That's not what I'm saying. Even as a mother, you can learn things from your child. Maturing as a mother in general brings a sense of a sense of knowingness, knowing right from wrong instinctually. I know that if you have a child, you can easily self-reflect and think about the things that you've gone through and what you don't want to continue to put your child through. But when you have the time alone to sit and think, what makes me this way? Then you definitely will have an easier time raising your children to be good people. It's just what it is. And sometimes people can become mothers and look back at what their family gave them and say from the very, very beginning before the child is born that I'm not going to do to you what my family did to me. And that is a strong person. But with life and having children and all these responsibilities and working in your face, it is a lot hard to focus. Focus, take a quiet moment, quiet your mind and think about what am I doing? What am I passing on to my children that I don't even notice? That stuff gets in the way of you reflecting. But it doesn't mean that you can't push that obstacle out of the way, that you can't reflect anyway, because it's hard to do at the moment. You make time. If you're a mother now and you're listening out there, I didn't mean to offend you in any way. You're probably a wonderful mother, and you probably already realized a lot of these things that I'm saying right now. A lot of most people have that moment of damn. You know what I mean? Where they just look back at themselves, where something draws the attention and says, Hey, do you realize you've been doing this? 
We all have that moment. It comes later for some people than it does for everybody else. But we still all will have those moments at some point in time, I believe. It's necessary for growth. But recognizing those behaviors <clears throat> helps you to change. I had that moment of reflection where I was like, wait, <laughs> I, I all of a sudden caught myself talking a certain way. And I was appalled. Like, did I just say that? I mean it, but, you know, it's like something just popped up out of my mouth, into my head from my past. <clears throat> and because I was upset, it came out in a way that was damaging to somebody else. And I realized it instantly. I hate to come on here and sound like the know-it-all. I'm not. I'm a young woman. I'm a very young woman. I know what I've learned. I know what I've experienced and thought about and continue to practice to become the person that I am today. Realizing as a teenager that everything in your household that you've been taught is a lie, that was the biggest, it came right out of left field. I, it was the biggest slap in the face, but it was a wake up call. I seen it and I said, this is not how you treat people. And I decided to change that for myself. I believe everybody's capable of it. I do. But realizing that everything I was raised and taught about was a lie helped me to come into my own. I know I've said that it did. It helped me develop new hobbies and interests. It made me see the world in a fresh, clean, new light that I'd never seen before. I started to realize that I have a choice in how I live my life. I have multiple choices on how I choose to live my life. That was the most freeing thing that's ever happened to me. I started to wear my hair how I wanted to wear my hair without thinking about who's gonna who in my family is going to see it or who out in public is going to see it and judge me. I remember almost walking out of the house a few times and then hearing, 
Why are you wearing that? Well, you, you should wear something else. Why do you look like that? Crushed me every time. Because I thought that I looked good. I thought that the way that I felt, the confidence... And in those few seconds, different than I've seen myself. And it was painful. I don't think reality should hit people like that. I don't think it's not even reality. It's someone's opinions of you. And I started to be able to distinguish the difference between reality and what people thought was reality. I started making different choices on how I spoke to people, on how I acted in public. When I say act in public, I mean not just, you know what I mean, glaring at somebody when they glare at me, but turning around, smiling, giving them a, you know what I mean, a smile. I mean, they might not look at what they see and like it, but that's not your problem. The problem that people have with you is their problem. Period. So when it comes to your life and when it comes to your choices, I say choose whatever the hell you want within reason for yourself. Like if you choose something that's harmful to yourself, you're making a bad choice, obviously. But when you choose things that doesn't make anybody else happy, well, when you choose things that don't, make anyone else happy but they actually make you happy as hell and they're actually not hurting anybody around you physically mentally emotionally do it and even if it does hurt people emotionally that you let's say come out if that hurts anybody if you coming out hurts or upsets anybody do it anyway be who you are let them have their problems and if you're important enough to them if your life means enough to them and they love you enough it might be hard but they'll try to process it They'll try to process it. They'll try to do better around you. They'll try to be better towards you. People treat you how you decide to treat yourself. The confidence that you walk out in, people see it, feel it, it radiates. Just in your eyes, just in your smile, just in your walk. The only way to achieve such a high level of confidence is to love yourself it's very cliche love yourself blah 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 but it really means to accept yourself without judging yourself because I know we all take a second look and we're like eh, you know what I mean uh, uh, I'm okay no you're wonderful and there's nobody else like you there's nobody else like you and there shouldn't be and if there was well, somebody's copying somebody because I, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no reason we should all be alike. 
there's no reason we shouldn't all be unique and be accepted at the same time. Sorry. I guess it's just a rough topic and I'm it's a rough topic for a lot of people because nobody wants to think in their minds the things that people think when you feel like you're hiding your true self. Within yourself. Do I come out who I am and face judgment or do I sit back and let everybody be happy with the way I look and act and feel and that's that that's the war within ourselves that a lot of us have before we have that moment that makes us say we're done hiding and when I say coming out, I don't just mean coming out lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual. I don't mean coming out in terms of gay pride. I mean coming out in terms of gay pride and your life. A lot of us are just hiding who we are in general because we're afraid of being judged. And that's that. It's upsetting, but it's true. Of being have enough self accept oh it looks like it paused a little bit it might not a pause might not a pause sorry I'm having technical difficulties with my um recording device um so I actually don't know if you guys got the past like 10 seconds <laughs> I'll just repeat it it's not fair to yourself or who you can become to sell yourself short to not live the life that you deserve to live which is a life of happiness in longevity being able to look back in your rocker chair one day and think wow why did I suffer so long When I realized I was suffocating, I, I had to break loose. I had to break free and I needed to feel like myself for the first time in ever. That's when the second half of your life begins. Maybe not even the second half. Maybe when you decide to allow yourself the chance at happiness by fighting for it. Maybe it's just another chapter. Maybe it's just the second chapter out of 10 chapters. I feel like we change 
constantly throughout the course of our lives. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And I think that'll constantly happen. Maybe it won't. I haven't gotten that far. (laughs) I think I'm funny. (laughs) But I haven't gotten that far. I haven't gotten far enough to figure that out. Loving yourself, being in love with yourself, is such a whole new playing field. It allows you to realize your worth and not accept anything less than what you deserve. Whether it's financially moving to a new job, you're going to make sure you get a higher wage. Or if someone decides to hmm, come up to you and say the same thing that they've been saying to hurt your feelings. And you decide that you're going to put a hand up and be like, whatever. Those decisions make us feel more whole as people, more confident. It really helps us to continue going forth making the decisions that are best for us and are best for our happiness. I've learned to be less selfish. And I know that, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem that, doesn't seem that relevant to what I was saying. But realizing my own worth also made me realize the worth of people around me. And through that, showing someone that you know that they're worth more than they they think they are makes you feel better because you're making them feel better. Not just making them feel better, you're changing their life. You're changing their whole point of view on themselves, possibly. It's good to be selfish in a way that you're not fucking yourself over. Pardon my language. You're not fucking yourself over by... Accepting the things that hurt you. It's okay to be selfish enough to say no. Selfish enough to not want to wear what you don't want to wear. Selfish enough to make yourself happy. But when it's... When being selfish becomes your personality. It starts to become... A lot more than being selfish. Loving yourself has to be a selfish process. But through loving yourself, you should be able to love everyone else.
which is why I don't stand for the hate, but I also understand being ignorant. And if you're ignorant to the point of hate, let yourself be educated. Don't know it all because you don't. Nobody does. But allow yourself to be educated and listen and take accountability for the fact that you're not helping yourself or anyone around you for being that type of person, an ignorant person. The thing about being ignorant, you really, you really have to not understand. You have to have not been put in a situation or multiple situations where you've had to gain an understanding on other people's points of views. When you're ignorant, you don't exactly know that. Some people do. Some people ask the questions and they say, hey, I'm not trying to be rude, but I really just want to know, like, what made you feel this way? That, that's like taking, that's taking a huge step in understanding someone. And you become a better person because of it. You know when people are ignorant because of the way that they act. They just be, they become very defensive. When it comes to things that they don't understand, they become very loud and angry and defensive and sometimes painfully ignorant to where they say things that are hurtful to someone because they just don't get it. Some people can wake up one day and say, I don't want to be the person I was yesterday, the ignorant bastard. That was walking around calling people faggots. I don't want to be that person today. I don't want to be that person ever. Something clicks in them. Some people don't have that aha moment. Some people need people that understand to step back with them and be like, hey, do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> like, hey. Don't you think you could be a little nicer or why are you being like this? Why would you act like this? What is making you feel like this? Ask them the hard questions. The questions people are not going to ask you. The therapist questions. Ask your friends those questions. Get to the root. Help them grow. Help them give them a little fertilizer and help their leaves grow a little bit stronger. If you see ignorance, 
if you see somebody being ignorant, they are uneducated. That was a weird way of saying that. They are uneducated. I can't even say educated. (laughs) And they're probably hurting. And they need help. Don't call, you know what I mean, the psych ward, but they need some type of guidance from someone to help them shine a little brighter and not be as closed-minded as to what they don't understand. Help them not to be afraid of the things that they don't understand. That's what we can do as people who understand is to allow other people the chance to understand. And what they do with that, what they do with your help is up to them, but ultimately decides who they are as a person. I don't know if I worded that correctly. What they decide to do with that choice ultimately shows who they are as a person. It's worth it. It's worth even a little bit of our time to ask the hard questions. I'm so awkward. (laughs) Anybody who listens, thank you for listening because I don't know how the hell you get through it without being like, damn, like, bitch, like, get it together. Like, you probably are, actually. I I can't seem to get it together. But if there are problems, it's our responsibility to address them. Or we're basically sitting back and watching nothing happen. We're watching the problems get worse. We're watching this person spread their hate to other people because we chose not to say a few words. It doesn't always have to be fighting. It doesn't. If they decide to want to fight you, maybe walk away. But what they decide and how they decide to act is not a reflection on you. What's a reflection on you is how you process the information and decide to change it. And it's not your fault for not wanting to sit there and deal with the person and, you know what I mean, try to change them, but you don't have to try to change them. You just got to put a bug in their ear. Say, that ain't right. Even if that's all you say, that ain't right. And then they say, why? And you explain it to them, you're doing You're doing something for them. You're handing them a gift because in five years down the road, sit in their rock. They'll have their. Seriously. I've done it. Anybody can do it. My family has gone through it with me. Because of the way that they've treated me in the past and myself becoming liberated as a young adult, I was able to word a lot of things 
and a lot of things that I've yelled about, argued with them about, screamed at them about, or got screamed at for, they're starting to understand those things are either right or they're wrong by us as people. When we get back from the break, I want to talk about narcissism. And I want to talk about addressing narcissism. Okay? Thank you guys for listening. I'll be right back. Hi guys, I'm back from the break. Um, so before I left, I said we were going to talk about narcissism and addressing it. So a lot of you may know someone who's a narcissist. You may have grown up with one. You may very well even be one. Being a narcissist is technically a negative thing, but if you take the information that, you know what I mean, that comes in about it and you decide <clears throat> this is not how I want to live, this is not how I want to choose to talk to people, then you can choose that. You have the choice to choose not to hmm, be or display narcissistic traits. <clears throat> so narcissism. Let's just get you guys a definition so we can get the ball rolling on this. Narcissism is a lack of empathy and consideration for others. Okay, say that your bike just, your bike chain just popped, right? And you start crying like crazy and somebody with a bike comes by to help fix your chain. Okay, and they're like, what's wrong? They see you hurting. They're empathizing with you. They see that your chain's popped. They see that it, you're destroyed by it. So they start helping you with your chain. The whole time, you might not actually be grateful for the person. You're just like, thank God the bike is getting fixed. Well, they fix it. They end up riding away on their own bike. A block down, maybe not even a block. Maybe 10 feet down, there's poop, pops. Takes a shit on them, right in the middle of the road. <clears throat> you see this. And you get on your bike and you ride by. Just waving and smiling. You're glad it's not you. A narcissist might just give no shits in the world. You actually think it's kind of funny. Because it didn't happen to you. But you don't care. You don't care that their chain is popped and they're destroyed by it too. You don't care that they just helped you with yours. 
That is a good tiny example of what it is to be a narcissist. <clears throat> Pardon my smoker's cough. I know I'm terrible. I shouldn't smoke. <laughs> People who are considered narcissists, you usually see these people just being very self-centered. These are the people that care about themselves, like the girl on the bike. These are the people who get upset when the world doesn't revolve around them. <clears throat> They get upset with other people for not revolving their worlds around them. Sometimes they have a very arrogant way of thinking. They just think that they're better. They think anything you do that they can do better. They're arrogant cocky their mind process works in a way that is arrogant as well <clears throat> these people narcissistic people I should say I don't like to say these people set anybody out into a group in the middle of the ocean. I don't like to do that. I don't think it's very kind. I think what comes out of your mouth is a reflection of who you are. And I'm nobody to talk down to anybody. Let's get that straight. <laughs> but, hmm. narcissistic people are selfish and self-centered and selfish are kind of the same thing it's like if you were going on a robbery and you miss the car when they're driving away you miss your car door by like a centimeter and they don't stop or turn around for you because they're worried about their own asses. <clears throat> kind of like that. Kind of like the bike incident, too. But the bike incident was the popping the chain incident, I should say, that I was kind of using as an example. Was showing more of a lack of empathy it was showing that she didn't feel bad for him even though his chain popped like he felt bad for her it was also showing the lack of consideration for others she didn't consider his feelings she didn't thank him she rode by laughing But the selfishness 
is more so just thinking about you all the time. Somebody could be sitting next to you having a conversation, trying to ask you how you are, and you're sitting there and you realize you didn't ask him about how they were doing. You didn't ask him about themselves, but you don't mind. You don't mind because you didn't want to hear anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> Narcissistic people can be very demanding. They can be very bossy because they want things the way that they want things. If they're not that way, then they are wrong. And they demand that you make sure things go their way. Narcissistic people can also tend to be very patronizing. Patronizing is like being condescending. It's like when you're trying to, you fake acting like you give a shit, right? <clears throat> you're like, aww, how's your puppy? Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you think that you should have taken him to the vet before he got so sick? That would be patronizing. That would be, in a way, condescending. It's like talking down on somebody. Making them feel stupid. Because they don't feel the way that you feel. <clears throat> and... Narcissists tend to have a superiority complex. Cocky. I was talking about being cocky earlier. Times 10. They know that they are top tier number one people. They know that their decision is the best decision. They just know. And if you say, how do you know that? They go, because I just know. They're never going to be wrong. Never. That's why when we talk about addressing narcissism without confronting them, that's why. Because they cannot be wrong. They can't even see it. They didn't see that they were wrong in the first place. So there's no arguing. You can. I guess it'd be tit for tat. It would be one hell of an argument. If you decided to argue with a narcissist, you might go all night. You may know people that are like this. I do. Shit. I could go as far as saying I used to be like this. A generational curse may be. Narcissism. It could be arrogance. Maybe. I mean, thinking back on it now, I can kind of put two and two together and see that they had a lot of narcissistic traits. I can see that. So maybe narcissism 
is not a permanent thing. That's why I don't think that it's such a permanent thing. Because it's just very, it's very stupid. And you can see clearly that it's dumb as hell. Especially when you're pointed out from other people that you're acting a certain way. It's hard to get when you're raised like that. It's hard to, it's hard to comprehend in your mind that you're not right no matter what you say. And I struggled with that. I struggled with that big time. It's actually a little hard for me to say this out loud. I'm embarrassed. Talking about the way that I used to be. It's important for me to talk about certain things on this podcast. very hard <clears throat> but you may know a narcissist you may very well have struggled with having empathy for others you may have struggled with only thinking about yourself only caring about yourself and saying fuck it to everybody else when it comes to addressing narcissism it's just like addressing an ignorant person. Address them in a way that is not also condescending because of the way that you feel. Don't let the way that you feel cloud your judgment. Don't let it cloud the way that you treat people and become a reflection of yourself. So you don't scream at them. You don't go, what the hell are you thinking? You don't go, uh, shut the fuck up. You just don't. Not unless you want to be confrontational, not unless you want to argue all night. Talking to a narcissism, nar narcissist, sorry, should be like talking to an eight-year-old with their math homework. Don't become condescending, like I said, and let it be a reflection of yourself. Become the person who educates. Become the person who decides to spend a couple minutes making sure that the facts are straight and asking them how they feel, what made them feel this way, and where they're coming from. Be, be understanding. Be empathetic. If you struggle with narcissistic traits, the first step is knowing and recognizing that you're having a struggle. The second step is deciding on whether or not you're going to change it. You can't fight fire with fire or stupid with stupid when it comes to educating somebody who is ignorant or a narcissist 
and it's not worth it to take yourself down a few notches just to get back at them. Be the bigger person. It raises and elevates your vibes, your level. It's all the way up. You know what you're doing. And if you have the strength to be the bigger person, that makes you even better of a person for deciding to be that way. I want to say once again, happy Pride Month. Happy late Juneteenth. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for just talking to me, being here, just having a conversation. That's all it is to me. You're my friends, my listeners. I, I'm appreciative of you. Hopefully I could talk about some more stuff that's relevant to you the next time. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time on Angel Talk. Bye.